0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on, everybody? My name is Jeff Tharp. Welcome to Elijah Fire episode number 12, 12 episodes. Can you believe it? Sweet. Well, guys, I'm super stoked about today's guest, Nathan French. A lot of you guys know who he is. Uh, he's been on Elijah streams a lot. He works in a, a really powerful prophetic gifting. Um, he's just a, I call him a joy bomb. I, I think he's great. Um, and uh, so I'm really stoked for you guys to get a hold of what he's going to be talking about today. So without any further ado, let's bring in Nathan French.
2: Dude. <laughs> what's up, everybody? What, what hi, What's up, joy Jeff. bomb? <laughs> hi, Jeff. Bless you, buddy. I'm yeah, excited about this, uh, about this next gen that God's raising up, you know, yeah. we got generals in the faith right now reaching back to pull in the next gen and we need the young and old to run and get run together that's
1: right that's right mm-hmm. yeah and that's been one of the big messages through this show is yeah we're you know kind of shifting focus to you know recruiting you know the next generation but it's not just exclusive to the next generation and and everybody is welcome and it's been something that's been really great to see a lot of other people who are you know maybe in the older generations watching this show and getting fired up as well so um everybody's welcome and we love it we love it so um but yeah nathan i was telling you bit backstage you know something i love about you is is just your joy and your uh the joy of the lord is very present in just all of your interactions with people um and my question was have you always been somebody that's been yeah noticed a gifting of being inspirational or having the ability to inspire others or was that something that shifted when you became a Christian?
2: Yeah, I would say yes. I I actually got in trouble when I was a preacher's kid and when I would laugh in church because I'd be I would be getting tickled by the Holy Spirit and I would release this chuckle and I and I tried not to do it and sometimes when I would try not to laugh when I was I was taught to suppress, you know, the Bible said it, there's a time to laugh, a time to mourn, you know, it's like, but sometimes people were mourning and then I'd start laughing, but sometimes it was coming out of a revelation. Like, I know we're at a memorial service, but I just saw a vision of that person in heaven and it's amazing oh, and cool. I'm, I'm laughing and it's not appropriate to do that. So there's other times when I noticed that the joy meter would, would, would increase uh, when I saw increased seriousness so it was almost like people's seriousness which was actually coming from a lack of freedom from the religious spirit actually provoked me to be in the joy of the lord so i was enjoying the lord while i was in joy with the lord and Mm -hmm. that was actually provoking the religious spirit to be offended which was really great i think for some of the cultures you know when i got older and i started to understand that the joy of the Lord is actually a weapon of warfare. So I like to laugh at the devil. I like mm. to laugh at things that you know people can be frustrated about. Sometimes I'll just I'll just laugh. My wife even said, um, Pastor Daniel. She said, you know, um, sometimes you just have to make yourself laugh. Mm. Like she would get frustrated, and she got a revelation on her own. She's like, I'm just gonna laugh at this, and she would start laughing, and she'd get instantly free of the frustration. And uh, so, yeah, so I recommend laughter. It's a third of the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy.
1: Amen. Yeah, that's something that my wife and I do. Where things are just kind of a little bit too heavy around us. We're like, we just need to laugh. Let's just, you know, watch watch a quick YouTube video that makes us laugh. Or, you know, uh, I'll do something (laughs) to make us laugh, you know. So, and sometimes uh, to the dismay of my wife too, if we're in a disagreement, I know that it's, we're gonna get over it. And so I start making her laugh, and then she gets upset, oh, yeah. okay. but then keeps laughing. I, I love it. I love it today, so. Yeah. So Amen. that's great, man. Um, well, let's let's get into your notes and just you know, let's let's just uh ride the wave of the Holy Spirit. Um Amen. this first one it says you have what it takes in Jesus. And obviously, you're you know, coming on here. I really want you to just impart into the younger generation and not even basically anybody who can grab a hold of this message that you, you want to share, um, yeah. they're free to. It's not. I, well, say, I it's think, not, don't I think that
2: the, the idea of that, that you have what it takes in Jesus. I think a lot of people wonder like, do I actually have what it takes? You know, um, could I also be an effective minister of the gospel or um, gosh, I'm not like that person. So maybe I don't know if I could actually fit into this. Um, I've made my goal to be an encourager. I've noticed that when when my desire, when my heart wants to lift people, build people, exhort people, um, like the word says that the gift of prophecy is for, right? Exhortation, reproof, to lift up, to build up, to exhort. Um, I mean, if the goal is to encourage one another in pursuing Jesus and living him as a lifestyle every day, um, then we need to encourage one another more, especially in a world that's full of you know craziness at times you see a lot of stuff and and it just seems hopeless but god is a god of hope and the thing Mm -hmm. is is if something's gone wrong it's still part of all things working together for good if people could Mm -hmm. learn if we could all learn to just celebrate the thing that goes wrong recognizing that it's part of all things working together for good we'll actually see the things that go wrong setbacks holdups whatever it is and we'll see it as an opportunity for not just personal growth and strength and dependence on God and and shifting from our self-reliance to total God dependence. And sometimes trials actually come to bring us to the place of total surrender where God can fully surround us and give us that breaker anointing we need to overcome the, the works of the devil. And so... I just try to encourage people to, you know, to to press on and have the right perspective according to the scripture and and really to give themselves grace. Because if we don't give ourselves grace, uh, you know, it's hard to be gracious. So you have to be able to receive Jesus as grace and not be afraid of it. And then Jesus, who is grace, the law was given through Moses. And sometimes if you focus on all the rules, it takes the fun out of it. Like I get that, you know, we should obey the law. Um, but everything that he asks us to do is actually a command. So mm-hmm. when he says, go there, talk to this person, um, you know, I need you to wait. You know, those are actually commandments. I know there's like mm-hmm. 620 Levitical laws, but if people get focused on la, 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 I've just seen where they get into the heaviness of of this, almost this sense of inadequacy. And then it actually leads to judginess or hypocrisy mm-hmm. um, where we're, telling people, this is what you're supposed to do and you better do this and, and the rules and all the regulations. If we're not careful, we get into legalism, which is emphasizing mm. the law. If we emphasize what Jesus paid for, when he became our sin who knew no sin to call us his righteousness, and we received this gift of righteousness. Now we can't boast because we didn't do something to form it, because we weren't even born when he died for us, conquered his death in the grave, became our sin who knew no sin, and then gives us a new name. Like you're born again, you're you're righteous, mm-hmm. you're holy, you're pure. And then he's like, Now be mm-hmm. that. And as we think if we become, I think the next gen, brother really like your generation the, the ones that are coming up we need the young and the old to work together we really need the wisdom of the old uh the strength of the young uh and sometimes um the people who are farther along are actually super strong too mm-hmm. but dreams and visions remember in the end times i'll pour my spirit out on all flesh and mm-hmm. sons and daughters will prophesy old men dream dreams young men see visions and vice versa however the spirit wills and and leads but Um, I get excited about just being an encourager because I know that everybody needs it. You know, if they get discouraged, (laughs) the removal of courage, then we got to put courage in. So encouragement is meant to put courage in. If you Mm -hmm. get encouraged, you become strong and uh, courageous.
1: That's good. That's so good. Yeah. You know, it's interesting kind of going back to like, that's the, uh, like the whole um, not being tied to like checking off boxes in your relationship with God. I think it's something that. I think we all desire, but that's something that I hear a lot, even amongst my friends, um, you know, and even just, you know, younger people as well is just like, give me real, give me authentic, you know? And um, that's why we see a lot of, and even just the style of this show is very much so very conversational. Um, and so, um, and I noticed that's really resonated with a lot of younger people as well, but um, yeah. the whole idea of like relationship um, versus, you know, like it, it, any friendship, if you have a friendship. If you got a great relationship with a sibling, uh, with your parents, with a spouse, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, it's not based off of, okay, at 10 o'clock, I give her flowers at, uh, 11 o'clock I do this. And then at ten two o'clock I do this and this, you know, it's a, it's not a formula. I mean, you know, Nathan, like you've been married for many years. Like it's, it's, a, it, it's yes. an expression. It's, It's like, I, yes, those things are important and I need to be a good husband. But it's, it's like out of my love for my wife, I want to do those things,
2: you know? And I think
1: having that, that, that perspective shift is so important.
2: Yeah. And I think there's, there's a lot of people that struggle because they're kind of hung up on the idea that they don't measure up. And so it leads to sense of inadequacy or unworthiness. Um, but the reality is is we've we've all missed it. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. but what 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 we need is the grace of God to help us to get it right more often. and grace is is unmerited favor, a merit mm-hmm. merit badge you earn with performance. So God's saying you can't earn it, so you just receive it by believing what I said, and then you can become what He says that you are. So, The father's love is amazing. I think the next gen really needs to know that he's watching, smiling, that he's actually delighted in what he made, that he Mm -hmm. called us, you know, he called us to be able to enjoy him and really to be in the joy of the Lord. You have to enjoy him to be Mm in joy. So enjoy is one of those weapons of warfare that's not carnal, but mighty for the tearing down of strongholds. When you can laugh at your own mistakes, and when you can tell on yourself, like you know, the other day I was I missed it, and I did this and that, and the other thing, and I mean it's so refreshing because you get all these hoity-toity stuff-shirt ministers trying to pretend that they're perfect, but really they're just cleaning themselves on the outside. On the inside, they're like dead men's bones. And so the Lord mm. wants us to clean every part of ourselves. Well, not ourselves clean ourselves, but Jesus washes us cleanses us from all unrighteousness at the point we confess our sin at the end of every day i often will um reflect on how i did during the day just to Mm. evaluate not to condemn myself or look for what i did wrong but i'll just evaluate how did i do today following the spirit Mm. did did i really yield to the lord did i want to be led did i ask questions, and listen for His directives. And, you know, how did I do? I, I just do a little personal assessment. And if I if I determined that I missed it, if I determined that I said something I shouldn't have said or did something I shouldn't have done or, or whatever it was, thought something I shouldn't have thought, then I just go, you know what? I confess that. And I, and I repent. And I thank You, Lord, right now for just washing me and cleansing me from all unrighteousness. And I, I really feel like that that's something... That people need to be able to do. And then forgiving ourselves is important. You know, if you miss it, if you do something wrong, you say something wrong, uh, you know, you offend somebody, maybe that wasn't your intent, but they get offended. And sometimes maybe you just told the truth and that was a good thing and the truth hurts. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's something about just being able to be transparent. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just talking to a young man on the phone here um, and I was trying to help to to disciple him and train him up in the things of the Lord. And I said, brother, tell me a little bit about your background. So he began to share just a few things. And I said, tell me about your dad. Was he, was he absent? And he's like, yeah, wow. Yeah, Hmm. he was. And I go, you know, well, your heavenly father has never been absent. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He loves you. He's the source of love. Like he loves you so much. You can't even mess this thing up, man. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, why do you say that? And I said, well, because it's unconditional. His love is so Mm -hmm. abundant and it's so unconditional. That means no condition. You don't have to perform to get him to love you. And and if you miss it, he's not going to love you less. He just wants to see you succeed. And when you stay close to him and you're sensitive, and you practice his presence and you draw into him and you pursue him actively, you're automatically resisting the devil and you can mm. have freedom and live in victory and win every battle. Mm. He's like, Whoa, I, I needed to hear that. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of people that need to hear exactly what you're saying right now, man. I felt like, like
2: that's what the Lord said to say because I don't have any. You know, I'm like, I love to just talk with Jesus and, and, yeah. and say, Father, is there something you want me to say? And you know what he told me for this show? He should affirm them in their identity you are not as good Mm -hmm. as what you have done lately and you have not become disqualified because you fell off the horse if you fall off that's one way it didn't work get back on and start riding for jesus start flowing but don't incorporate him and try to get him to bless your wayward plan give him your life so that he can give you his empowerment you don't receive your life unless you lose your life the bible says those who lose their life will find it Those who find their life will lose it. In other words, if you hold on to yourself, then you've already lost. But Mm -hmm. when you surrender completely to Jesus and say, I don't want to do it my way anymore, um, man, he says, "Okay, I hear you. And so now because I've been granted permission to actually finally be your Lord, I'll empower you to have unusual success and breakthrough will become normal for you.
1: Mm, that's good stuff so uh nathan I'm there's a uh, the spirit man Ah, uh, dude i know it's this is awesome so it, uh, on this note of of people uh feeling condemnation and there's a lot of people that have anxiety um that i personally talk to have a lot of anxiety yeah. about how do i know if what i'm hearing is from god or not what if i hear wrong what if i yes w- what would be yeah, your yeah. response to people like that are feeling kind of well, angst? like uh, maybe mean, i'm supposed to be
2: on maybe not you know I mean, I love the topic. Number one, I write books. You guys know I write books. Oh, Most yeah. of you know. This is my first book. It's not meant to be a secret. Um, anyway, this book, it's, it's all about unlocking the voice. And really, it's, it takes practice. My favorite thing to do is read the scripture. I'll read the scripture because it is renewed mind, submits to God. And when your mind's renewed, you start thinking like him through the mind of Christ and access the revelation of the kingdom of heaven. So I've spent years, like you know, just spending time with Jesus, and I write. This is what's in my safe: is these these mm-hmm. journals, these books, and uh, I, I don't know. I've got three books out. I, I don't. I just gave my um my my new book, one that one, one. I just gave over yeah. to uh, President Trump. So President Trump now has Come my on. one. book. Yeah, this one's called "Rushing the Floodgates of Heaven." So this one, so this is the first one. This is the second one. And I only had one of the third one and I just sent it to President Trump at mar lago I was just mm-hmm. down there um, visiting and the Lord said declare and decree and release. And so I was actually praying for him and praying for their, their team, their family, and for the reinsurgence that will happen mm-hmm. uh, very soon for the American people, I think we'll be celebrating. I got my hat here with my flag. Yeah, dude. yeah. But, but here's the thing. I, I really believe that as you're learning to hear the Lord, you have to give yourself grace. The Bible says, "My sheep hear my voice." That's a promise. He didn't say maybe you're going to hear, and if you're good enough, and if you do it all right, I'll unlock the ability to hear. There's some things that try to block our ears, and that's this. This book actually talks about ear blockers. You can pick this book up. We're going to put um, a got, link got, in the
1: description down below. for Okay, yeah, it's this.
2: just at the website. You can you can be a partner. There's a special offer on there. You get all three books. Uh, for free, if you partner with the ministry. Um, And by the way, thank you. I know a bunch of you are already partners, and I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You make this stuff possible. I'm getting ready to go to uh, Africa with uh, Kalenda uh, Mm -hmm. and their team. They're they're doing a two million person crusade. And uh, I'm just excited to see what that looks like. I, I used to watch Reinhard Bonnke videos, and he was preaching the gospel. And he's like, The Lord shall heal you today, you know, and he'd say, (laughs) and he shall deliver you. And the people are just like, (laughs) you know, it was so powerful. He was burning the witchcraft items and throwing them in these barrels and burning them in these big Mm. metal barrels. And uh, Mm. I would just sit there and weep because I felt the call to mass crusade evangelism. And that's exactly why I'm down here in Orlando is to... Uh, you know, just to learn and and to be an observer, a part of the thing that I've been doing is I've been at the school, uh, the boot camp school for evangelist Daniel Kalinda and just enjoying that. They just did a bunch of crusades across different places in Africa. We've been learning how to uh, penetrate into the schools there by just showing up in places where it's predominantly Muslims and mm-hmm. bringing the simple gospel message and brother hundreds of thousands even millions of people are being saved with Mm -hmm. just the simple gospel message which Mm -hmm. everyone should have right at the edge of their lips when they Mm -hmm. find somebody who doesn't know jesus and it's the simple way to present the gospel is that jesus loves you love keeps Mm -hmm. no record of wrongs jesus is the greatest example of the greatest act of love on the planet the father sends his only begotten son to die on a bloody cross to become our sin, to set us free from the bondage of guilt, shame, condemnation, sickness, disease, death, hell and the grave. And he becomes our sin, conquers sickness, disease, death, hell and the grave, gives us the keys to his kingdom for anyone who believes and says, will you receive this free gift of salvation? Cause there's no way you could have earned it or I would have never died on the cross. So, mm-hmm. so father sends his son, no greater love than this. And he that would lay his life down For a friend. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, up from the grave, he rose. I mean, it's powerful.
0: It's like, what? Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit slash donate. Now, back to the show.
2: I get a free gift of salvation by just saying, Yes, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. And He's the door that gives us eternal access to be able to live forever. So you can't kill a dead man. It's mm-hmm. If you've died with Christ and you rose again and new, you're, you're a new creation, you have the mind of Christ, you're no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and asking him questions is a powerful way to begin to hear him. So you just say, Lord, what's going on? What do you wanna to say to me? Like mm-hmm. I asked him, what do you want me to say on the show? And, mm-hmm. and you know you know what he said? He said, I want you to affirm my people in my love that he is love that god is love if you're afraid of love because you had an absence of it growing up father god can repair all of that in a moment by you just saying a simple prayer and a prayer is just is is just having a conversation with the one that loves you like he loves you he loves you he loves you he's not going to change his mind you know he foreknew and predestined each one to be called a son and a daughter of the most high God. So if you're a daughter of, of the Lord, if you become a, a a Christian, a follower of Christ, that's the best decision you could ever make. Because it's like, we got heaven or hell, light or darkness, you know, right or wrong, it's good or bad. There's no neutral zone. You're either in or you're not in. And if you're not in, then you're automatically out. If you're not for him, you're automatically against him. The Bible says, choose they who you will serve both God and mammon, It's not about a popularity contest. It's about just giving your life to the one who would do anything for you and learning to live for something much greater than ourselves. And that's Mm. Jesus. And when you lift up Jesus, you lift up the father because he loves his son. And they're one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. That means in the beginnings, Jesus and the father always were. So Jesus, when he said in the beginning, he's talking about the beginning of creation in the beginning was the word Jesus. And the Word became flesh, right? And the Word was with God. That means Jesus, the Son of God, was with His Father since the beginning. And it says that the the Holy Spirit hovered over the water, hovered over the water, over the deep. And here's the Holy Spirit hovering over the water, and it says nothing was made until He spoke, and He said, let there be, and then there was. So it's a powerful thing to hear the father and the son are together and they're thinking about us what's going to be created for for you know for their enjoyment for us to enjoy them and, and them to enjoy us father and son and then to give us the opportunity by the cross to be grafted into this royal priesthood and to be considered joint heirs and co-laborers with christ more than conquerors in him that's an amazing privilege mm. and so here I am down here in Florida. This represented, this place down here in Orlando represented my biggest failure. I was a wayward preacher's kid at 23 years old. I, I got out of college. I, I started doing some films, some acting. I was in the movie and film business, uh, t- doing TV shows at the time for Northern Exposure. I worked on a, a set and I did a bunch of different jobs. My uncle was a director in Hollywood and and, uh, and I had a lot of opportunity to pursue acting, but you know, there was something missing about it. It felt like it was vanity. Mm. It felt like I was just doing it for myself and it just didn't seem like the right reason to do it. And uh, mm. I, I kind of shied away from the media and the model, modeling and, and I started to pursue doing whatever I wanted, doing whatever I felt like doing and what I felt like doing was the wrong thing. So I got into sin and I started fill in my life with just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Pretty soon I was consumed with darkness and drugs and alcohol and sex before marriage. And I'm doing all this stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. And the more I did what I thought would make me happy, the more miserable I became until one day I decided, you know what? Life's not worth living. I I tried the church. I even memorized the scripture. I didn't even know that I didn't really know God as friend. I just knew about God. So I knew enough to be dangerous. I didn't see power. I didn't see miracles, signs, wonders. I didn't see prophecy, encouraging, exhorting the body. I didn't see so much of the Bible was missing. The demonstration gifts were missing, you know, the the gifts of the spirit so we could bear the fruit of the spirit. And so I got to a place where I was so down, I was miserable. I was depressed. I was suicidal. And one day I woke up and I hooked myself up to my exhaust pipe right here in Orlando. And uh, I put a garbage bag over my head and I began to breathe carbon monoxide until I passed out cold. And seconds from death, my engine ran out of gas. I'm alive today because God stepped in at my last breath, gave me new breath and said, now that you're broken, son, I can use you. Will you live for me? And I was like, yes, I i, I don't know what else. Mm-hmm. I tried it my way and I just wanted to die. So I don't know how mm-hmm. this even looks, but yes. And I started to begin to turn my life back to God. But my mind was blown. Some church that, that knew about the power of the Holy Spirit laid hands on me. And they said, in the name of Jesus, every brain cell the devil tried to steal from Nathan be returned in Jesus name. And I'm just like, Ooh, I'm feeling the power of God, which I wasn't used to because <laughs> the church I was that. in, even though my dad was a pastor and he's amazing man of God, but he wasn't teaching on the power of the Holy Spirit. There was no tongue talking. There was no yeah. laying on yeah. of hands and healings and miracles taking place in the church. And I even got reprimanded for having the joy of the Lord. <laughs> so the, the fact is I buried my talent. I pursued the world and it was empty. And, and I made money and I had sex and I had, did drugs and all of it was just empty. There was a God void where mm-hmm. I knew I needed something different. And I was even willing to die because of the pain of not finding my purpose. And so I'm today alive on purpose by God and by design to give you the very message that I'm releasing right now. Your life matters. You matter to God. He has a plan for you, Jeremiah 29, 11, a plan to prosper you and not harm you, to give you a future and a hope. He knows exactly how to get you blessed, but we've got to get on the same sheet of music, so to speak. We've got to do it his way. we got to be willing mm-hmm. to say, I don't care what it looks like. I just want you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then he says, if you'll just seek me first, I'll, I'll give you the desire of your heart. I put it there to reward it. Will you do it my way today? Will you say yes? Will you go all in? Will you stop holding yourself back? and and preventing me from operating fully in your life Mm,
1: that's good and
2: so i feel like that's really the message for people
1: yeah yeah that was what i was going to ask was was it was it really just as simple as you being like okay it's time for me to get out of my own way
2: you know it's a process jeff I, i think most people who um you know there's moments where it's like okay that's a transition point there was a moment where i knew there's something so much greater. I'm just trying to survive life, but I'm not thriving. Yeah. I, I thought to myself, it does not seem like I could ever measure up. I could never do it right enough. I had to get to a point where I fully relied on the grace of God to empower my Amen. effort. And when I started relying on the grace of God as Jesus is grace, the law was given through Moses, grace came by Jesus. Once I received Jesus as grace and stopped getting afraid of grace, some of you were so worried about greasy grace and gospel ace and all this. You know, if you're, if you're resisting the grace, you're probably not fully empowered because it's only Jesus who is the grace who came. It's only Jesus that can get you into a position where you understand that you're righteous. It's because he redeemed us with the cross you know there was a story about a little boat and and the the little boat was you know this man he built a boat and he and he made this boat and when he was finished making this boat he put it in the river because he wanted to see you know if it would float so he put his little boat in the river and a big wind came and and it blew his boat out 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 to the water and, and he couldn't get it back and he was so sad about losing his little boat and uh, one day he was walking through the town and he saw in in a shop, he saw that boat was in the window and he said, that's my boat. And he went inside the store and he said, to the store owner, he said, he said, my boat, my boat, that's my boat in your window. And the store owner said to him, that's actually my boat. I just bought that boat yesterday. If you want that boat, you're going to have to buy it so the little boy was sad because he was being asked to buy back his boat and when he had enough money to go back into the shop he went back to the store owner and he said i've got the money now i I must buy back my boat And, and the store owner counts up the money and he goes okay and he hands him the boat and the little boy walked outside by the river where that boat was washed downstream and he held it up to the sky and he said first i made you and then I bought you back. Mm. And I feel like this is really the message for people is like God didn't just create you. He made you perfect and unique and in his image and in his likeness, he fashioned you and, and he paid for you to be redeemed and, and restored and in and hope. And what he did when he, when he bought us back by his blood on the cross, like he actually became your sin. So you're not a terrible sinner saved by grace. You're a saint now because of the blood of Jesus. Now knowing that as we thinketh, we will become now knowing that you can live in that place where you know I'm redeemed. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm pre-approved in advance. So I've got nothing to prove. So now there's no selfish ambition. God sees you. He knows he calls you by name. He's numbered the hairs on your head. He knows how to direct you because his plans are made. And they're good and they're to prosper you call on mm. the name of the lord and you shall be saved that's what the bible says mm. so I, i'd encourage you you know train yourself in the ways of god and get you know if you want to learn to hear the voice of god read the bible consistently only when you know him are you set free the truth mm. by itself won't set you free i could tell you the truth all day long it doesn't guarantee your freedom yep. it's yeah. when we respond to him Jesus is the way the truth and the life. It's when you respond, when you actually respond, that is when he sees faith. when you respond, it's that's when he can reward uh, you know what he sees. I think some people are trying to skip that step. you know they're like, well, I'm believing yeah. in faith. okay well, what are you showing me faith is a word that, that mm-hmm. is, is a verb, it's an action. so that's in right. order for it to be faith, we actually have to respond. Some people are like, well, I'm born again. well, it doesn't look like it. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but your yeah. life is not showing the fruit of a born again believer. Yeah, you got to you know, check you're, yourself, you're bro. For yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're on your own throne. You're telling God to step off. I got to figure yeah. out myself. You know, like, I'm going to ask him for something when I need it. And it's not like that. Like, you actually have to give him your life. And when you do, you'll know because when he asks you to do it, you want to. And you mm. actually want to be led. So you listen for his voice. People who That's are right. wanting to be directed will develop their ear for the Lord. And you're not gonna get it all perfectly right. You have to learn and be trained by those who accurately and consistently uh, hear the voice of the Lord. And you know, if you're learning from a teacher that says the only way to hear the Lord's voice is the Bible, you need to find another church. I'm just trying to help you. You know, If you're following a leader that doesn't hear God himself or he's mm-hmm. dull of hearing, it's because he's on the throne. And he has a pride mm-hmm. problem. Anybody who doesn't want to listen for the voice of the Lord is not teaching the scripture that I'm I'm reading the scripture. It's all about the experience with him, encounters mm-hmm. with him, him un- right. unlocking revelation and bringing the inspiration that leads to the, the the transformation. So I think there's a lot of teachers out there that don't actually hear God or they're afraid if they're going to say that the lord says this and it's not the lord they're afraid to miss it so then they bury that that capacity and they just stick with scripture only so i love the scripture we need the scripture and the scripture says my sheep hear my voice and a stranger's Mm. voice they will not follow so i'll sit with god i pull out my pad and and when you pull out a pad to write down what he says that's actually an act of faith when you Mm. pull out a pen it's an act of faith. He rewards diligence and seeking mm-hmm. and hunger and active pursuit. And you're automatically resisting the devil when you pursue the Lord. So when yeah. you pursue the Lord actively, you're pressing into God, you get the presence of God, the glory, which is the manifest mm-hmm. presence of God starts just filling you. You start getting so fired up in the spirit, man. Sometimes I just get so full of the glory and I'm I'm having fun, man. The other day I, <laughs> I went into this church and and, and I was minding my own business. And some guy recognized me. He's like, you, you were preaching at Michael W. Smith's uh, 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 place out there in Nashville. He said, you preached in that thing with the Enlos. And, and he goes, I, I was there. I saw you. He goes, that was powerful. And I go, praise the Lord. And I, I spoke something over him. And I just said, I release God's blessing on you or something like that. And bro, this just happened a couple of days ago. He did a flip. He flipped like he came <laughs> off the ground. All I said was, "I just bless you," and I smacked his shoulder—not hard, but just like I bless you—and he just goes a full somersault in the Dude. air. I was like, "Oh no!" Like, "I hope you're yeah. okay." And then he was can just "Can you like, do that?" that yeah. Power of God. And something yeah. happened to him. So yeah. you know, God can touch us, man. He's just—he's powerful. Great. One yeah. touch from the Lord, everything can change. But honestly, I've never seen a young person. After, after just being just a simple prayer, uh, actually do a full rotation somersault mm-hmm. and land on his face and be completely okay. Like mm-hmm. that, was, that was amazing. So some people are wondering like, well, does that always happen? No, I've ne- actually never seen it. I've never seen mm-hmm. a person do a somersault from a simple little blessing. But yeah. it was the power of God. It was in that blessing. It's not like I meant any bad by it. They were just like, like oh, it wasn't man, me. Man, it wasn't. You know, I'm sure you're a great guy. I'm like, well, I wasn't trying to minister. He recognized me and asked me to pray for him. Yeah. And I just said a blessing and he did a somersault. I can't help it. Yeah. I mean, I just tapped him on the shoulder and he did a full mm-hmm. flip in the air. That's crazy. I've never seen that before. But sometimes yeah. you get in the glory and stuff like that happens. You know, the power of God is like, It's amazing. And it's for the purpose of restoring all things. God wants to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead. It's the same power that raised him from the dead. That's alive in us who have received the Holy spirit and have been baptized by the power of the Holy spirit. And, uh, and so I believe that there's people out there that are watching right now and you're probably saying, well, how do I get that? Mm -hmm. How do I get that? I mean, you know, the power of God is it's like, Miracle signs and wonders are normal for the believe people don't see them. because they don't actually believe it. And some yeah. people just need to see it happen before they'll actually know that it's possible. And so, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Jesus is the word. He became flesh. And when Jesus, the living word, speaks to you, man, it just lights you up. And faith comes by that, by hearing and hearing by the word. So faith is the shield that protects us. If you really want to be fully safe and not fr- afraid of anything get perfected in love so he can cancel the effects of the demon spirit called fear that's trying to plague our world right now. Fear is, is a liar. And, and he hasn't given us the spirit, so it's a demon of fear, but of love and a power and a sound mind. So perfect love will cast out the spirit of fear. And I've seen a lot of people delivered of fears and anxieties and stresses and pressure and guilt and shame and condemnation and bitter roots all from just coming into agreement with the word of God. So maybe, should I just pray for them right now to receive that or? Yeah,
1: let's do it now. Cause I'm sure people are like, yeah. no, right now, right now. I so, know, that's yeah. what
2: I was sensing too. So, yeah. okay, you guys, so just pray this prayer. This mm-hmm. prayer, I believe is gonna change your life. If you've got mm-hmm. hunger, you will eat. And when I tell stories like this, it creates hunger. Um, and when people are hungry, then they want, they want it. You need to want, the things of God. It's it's the, the hunger that builds the desire to pursue it. In the natural, if you're hungry, you start to build the desire increasingly as your hunger increases so that you can go and eat food. And some of you will wait in line for a long time to get the food that you want. And you need to know your spirit man needs food. You need to feed your spirit the word of God. Feed your spirit on the things that the word Jesus is actually saying to you by the Holy Spirit. And those of you who don't know if you have the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you don't know if you have the fire of God. Maybe you don't know how to get it. Well, here's how you get it. You, you start with a prayer that opens up the gate. For God mm-hmm. to begin to flow through you. Rivers of living water. And, and what will happen is if you're on fire. You'll start spreading the gospel. Because you can't keep quiet if you've got living hope inside you. And so if you want that. Just say I want that. And comment in the post because it really helps. and share the broadcast. If you haven't already, share the broadcast uh, and uh, and make sure that when you pray this prayer that your heart is sincere because it's it doesn't it's not the words so much that make it happen. It's the posture of your heart before the king. There's nothing he wouldn't do for you. And so are you ready? Just pray this prayer. Say Jesus. Those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I ask you to have your way in me. I surrender all that I am to you, God. I give you my life, holding nothing back. I give you all my hopes. I give you all my dreams. I give you all my fears, all failures and remembrance of past hurt. I lay my life down before you right now. Mm -hmm. And I say, I'm all in. I'm holding nothing back. Every part of me, even my thought life, I surrender it to you right now. And I declare and I decree that I am yours and that you are mine. Help me to abide in you. Thank you right now for filling me up. Yeah, just say that. Say, fill me up, Lord, to overflowing (laughs) with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in your passion and your fire and your Holy Spirit. I receive it now by faith. In Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. I forgive myself. Oh, you're going to get healed when you do this. I forgive those who have hurt me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're getting healed. I just see healings happening right now. Ooh, <laughs> hey, I just release the glory of God over yeah. you. I command every sickness and disease to be no void, and useless in your life. Put your hand on your heart now and just say mm-hmm. heart be healed right now. Mm-hmm. Heart be healed from hope deferred and damage of those things that have gone wrong. I, I ask God right now that you would heal my heart completely every part of it that is remembering past hurts right now be erased all hurts and hangups be restored heart i command you be new right now in jesus name ha! ha by his stripes you are healed he healed all your sickness mm-hmm. all your diseases mm-hmm. and he became that and conquered and crushed the damage mm-hmm. of of all of it when he paid for that on the cross and he rose again to conquer it
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate.
2: And those of you who have just received the Lord for the first time, maybe you said that prayer for the very first time. I want you to let somebody know. Let mm-hmm. somebody know. Find a good Bible-based church where they're actually moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because any church that's not moving in the gifts of the Spirit in this season is a waste of your Time. Don't try to go there because you have familiar faces. Go to a church that's full of the fire of God and that's winning souls on a regular basis. Any other church uh, that any church that's not doing that, if they're not winning souls or talking about people getting saved and you're not seeing people, uh, you know, inviting people in that are from the outside that are not church people. Uh, you probably need to find another church. So be be mm-hmm. sensitive to the leading of the Lord on that. Some people are staying in stagnant ponds and there's rivers springing forth all mm-hmm. over the place. It's find really- a revival hub, get into a place where there's revival happening, The place that honors the presence of God, not to bring some watered down, milk toast, lukewarm, seeker sensitive, spew you out, partial message gospel. Go get into a place that's full of the fire of God. You're gonna feel the Lord, you're gonna know he's there. And you're going to love that and, and get into a place that's teaching people how to actively prophesy because everyone should prophesy.
1: Everyone. That's good. Bro, uh, that's, uh, good. that's so good. So really, really quick. I wanted to ask you something it, more comment, but it's sort of a question is, you know, in the same way of like taking time to hear God, you know, you, you have to spend time in the word like you were talking about, you know, yeah. and. So like, say somebody, you know, they get, they got totally got lit up by the Holy spirit just now. And they're like, I have to go share this with people. Yeah. Would you, what I'm gathering from what you're saying is that it's kind of like in the same way that it takes time to hear God's voice and you have to spend time in here. The same goes for when you're stepping out in the spirit and you're hearing and and you're, you're acting upon those things. Maybe somebody has been praying for like 200 people and they haven't seen a healing yet. Okay. You know, so what would you say to that? Well, I'd stay say the course. Get,
2: I'd say get in the scripture, but more than that, ask the God of the Bible, what do you want to teach me? Some people are trying to read the Bible in a year and they're academically trying to do it from a position of pride so that they can say they did it. And, and many other young people are going to cemetery and they're learning how to lose their faith. And, and they thought it was good because maybe their parents said, you need an education if you're gonna be in ministry. And and I get it. I mean, we never will arrive. Every one of us just needs to do the thing that we were taught first. What is it that we should do? We should shine before men. We should demonstrate the gospel by actions, not just words. We show people what it looks like to love, what it looks like to give, what it looks like to be a blessor, to to reach out and pray for a person that's hurting. It takes compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. And so when you have love in your heart, because God loved you, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believes in him, Jesus shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That word right there is a powerful word. You tell somebody, do you know Do you know Jesus? Listen to what they say. They're gonna say yes, definitively, or they're gonna say no, or they're gonna go, uh, yeah, which is like, you can tell that's not real, like, uh, yeah. No, they don't know him or they're ashamed to know him. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It's only news if we say it. We got to tell people about Jesus. I tell everybody wherever I go, not every single person, but wherever I go, I will tell people about Jesus because there's hope in me. There's life in me. He lives in me. How can I deny them the very thing that they need that they don't even know that they can have? So I don't worry about who's going to say yes and who's going to say no. I know who I am. I've got nothing to prove. I don't care if they don't like me because I'm already perfectly loved by him. So he Mm, set me free from me. He set me free from their opinions. Mm. So now I can just be bold and proclaim the truth. And it doesn't matter who says yes and who just says no, because it's not up to me to save them. The Savior saves them. I share. The Lord shakes the tree. The apples that are ready fall into the hand of the Lord. And Jesus is just looking for people who will demonstrate his truth every day. So I look for people. I get up in the morning. Hey, do you know Jesus? I'll see somebody. Do you know Jesus? That's how I do it. And they go, yes, no, maybe. Or they've been hurt by religion. You can tell that they're hurt by it and they don't want to talk about it. You know, so I'll just say, well, he really loves you. And then I want to see what they'll say. The goodness leads them to repent, change their mind and direction. So if they say, well, uh, yeah, that's not for me. Oh, really? Well, what happened? I want to know what happened. Somebody probably hurt their feelings that was supposed to be representing God. And they decided it wasn't for them because that person gave them a bad experience. So I'll say, well, what happened? You know, did somebody, you know, upset you? Uh, Well, I don't want to talk about it. Well, it must have been pretty bad. I'm so sorry. You know, God really loves you. I mean, he's real. He's got it. And people screw it up. But God's good. People can be hypocritical, say one thing and do another. But that's not how God is. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. And he loves you. And there's not a thing you can do to mess that up. And they look at me like, wow, that simple gospel truth all of a sudden struck a nerve. And now they want more. And I'll go, you know, um, you know, God's not looking at you to judge you to see what you're doing wrong. He actually loves you. And he didn't come to condemn the world, but to save it. And so there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. There's a natural condemnation that comes from those who are not in Christ. But the way you present the gospel is if, if it's done in the right manner, free of religious pride, people respond, man. I see people all the time like, you know, if you were given an opportunity to go to heaven forever, for sure, would you want that or would you like? Would you be like, no way, I'd rather go to hell because there's only two places you can go. Mm-hmm. I mean, would if you could choose, how, and then they might say something like, well, why would a good God send people to hell? Well, see, that's just it. He doesn't send anybody to hell. They send themselves. They send mm-hmm. themselves by saying no to heaven. When you say mm-hmm. no to him, you're saying no to his heaven, no to his reward, no to all the benefits and blessings of God. And, and it doesn't make any sense to say no to everything that's good and say yes to the evil plan to destroy your life because the devil comes to rob, kill and destroy. And you don't mm-hmm. even have to believe he's real. His plan is to kill you like he tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. And, and if you haven't already experienced where God gave you grace to live and, and where you you know overcame, if you haven't already experienced it, you will. The devil wants to kill you for sure. And he tried to kill me and I'm only alive because God stepped in at my last breath, gave me new breath and said, now that you're broken, I can use you. Will you live for me? instead of yourself. And man, I got lit up. I live every day excited. I feel so grateful and so blessed. He (laughs) redeemed me, restored me. First he paid for me, first he made me, and then he bought me back. Come on, somebody. Mm. He paid for you, (laughs) he bought you back. He has the story that gives glory to heaven. Uh, And Mm. your story will give glory to God. So, uh, you know, tell people about Jesus and see what they say. And if they don't know Jesus, just say, you know what? I'm just going to pray for you. Is it okay if I just say a quick prayer for you? And then sometimes, depending on the person, I might put a hand on their shoulder. I I often will ask permission. And I'll say, can I just pray for you? I just want to bless you. And they'll go, okay, most people, even heathens and and evildoers, you know, they they still want the blessing. So you start, you just put a hand on, Lord, I just bless so-and-so. And you get their name. And I bless Eric. I bless Tom. I bless Judy. Right now, I just thank you, God, that their life, it is precious to you. And I ask God that you would just touch her or him right now. Just I release your blessing. I release your, your, your power, God, to give them victory because you desire that everyone come to know you personally. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for us, for splitting time. A.D. was after his death. B.C. was before Christ. Thank you for doing that because you love us so much. And we're so mm-hmm. grateful for that love. Here, you know what? Just say this. Say, Jesus I'll actually say that. I'll stop myself in mid-speak and I'll say, you know what? Here, just say this. You notice how I say, here, hold on. You know what? Here, just say this. I say it just like that. Here, say this. I'm telling them what to say. They're they're liking Mm -hmm. what they're experiencing. The spirit of God's already coming on them and they're Mm -hmm. feeling this. Like, what is this? Like, wow, Mm -hmm. I feel this peace. I feel this, this presence. What is this power? maybe there's heat or you know, the, the Lord manifests different ways at different times mm-hmm. with different people, but people mm-hmm. sense something's happening to them. And then you just say, here, just say this, Jesus, just say Jesus, because those who call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, and, and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for taking that weight off my shoulders, all the sin that I've been carrying around, the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. God, I, I ask you just to take it off me right now. And all of a sudden, whoosh, this lift happens. This burden comes off. You know, he's like, cast your cares on me. I care for you. All of a sudden the weight comes off. It's like, whoop, there it is. And they feel lighter. <laughs> they get filled with the Holy Ghost. They start laughing. Some of them start crying. they I've seen this, man. It's like, mm-hmm. open your heart to the Lord. Let Him have you. And He will show you that life can be amazing. It doesn't have to be <laughs> this dreaded thing, man. The government's gonna be put in order. Because people are going to get emboldened by the power of the Holy Spirit. And they're not going to just be like little sheep going by and just all getting herded into the demonic plan. Instead, they're gonna, mm-hmm. there's going to be a supernatural pushback. And Come we on. get enough people getting on the same page and saying, you know, I'm not buying in to the nonsensical behavior that's coming in from all these different directions. I'm going to stand on, the, on Christ the solid rock. And I'm going to proclaim yeah. the truth until I can't. And I know where mm-hmm. I'm going, so I'm not worried about anybody hurting me. And yeah. so we get into this place where we're fearless, we're bold, we're set free of the fear of man, the fear of uh, failure, the fear of rejection. You know, you can't be rejected. You're already accepted in the beloved.
1: That's so good. And that's honestly how we beat how we beat this demonic plan, you know, in our country and around the world is it's Jesus. It's not, you know, there's so much <laughs> aggression towards, oh, this person and that person. and We need to stop this person. And we need to. Like ultimately it's Jesus. Yes. Like that's going to, that's going to be the ultimate man. It's like, cause we all, if we all love Jesus, then- that's how we awaken the planet.
2: Like God told me when we do, we do events. Most, most people know that we do big events. You know, we just yeah. did a stadium event. Um, I hosted this event. God just told me book the, the, the stadium for, it was the, uh, what was, I, I don't remember the date, but anyway, he said, book the stadium for, um, you know, this, this date and you're going to do Awaken the Planet. So we did this Awaken the Planet um, event at the the stadium in Tacoma, Washington, where our church is, the Rock Revival Center. And the Lord told me, um, he said, Nathan, I want there to be unity so I can command the blessing. And he said, gather up the leaders and just invite them. Don't try to get them to come. Just invite them. And then you're going to line them all up and it's going to form like a heavenly bulldozer. And you're going to link shields with these other pastors and apostolic fathers and leaders of presidents of ministry. And and man, there must have been over a hundred of them at our stadium mm, event so that we sweet. just did, uh, Awaken the Planet. And I, I just was so excited to see that because it was like, oh, my goodness. And the Lord told me, he said, have all those leaders pray for all the people in the audience. Man, the power yeah. of God was electric. That was our third Awaken the Planet event that we just hosted with Sean Foyt and I invited. Oh, yeah, C- yeah, That's Cindy like back Jacobs in
1: August and- or something like that. Yeah, I, we had yeah.
2: Cindy Jacobs. Here's one of her books. You should get this book, it's a great book. Um, I, I bought all her books, I just said, you know what, let's buy all her books because they're just really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the thing is, you get the right people that God ordains right to speak into uh particular matter man the fire god balls and um mm. if you if you guys don't know about awaken the planet there's a facebook page for that you can go find it and maybe you can come the, the link to one. the
1: link in the description of the video
2: amen go go yeah. be a part of that go be a partner in the harvest we're gonna do awaken the planet brazil awaken the planet Honolulu in the stadium there uh, the organizer for that already invited me. Sweet, I'm excited man. just to go and and just to release the fire of heaven, man. I've been seeing yeah. the the spirit of the Lord come and sweep over large crowds. That last awakening the plan was so powerful, just electric with the presence. We've had some incredible, uh, you know, speakers come through, and um, I just feel really, really blessed to be able to be a part of what God's doing. And we've had these big tent revivals that are just incredible. Um, I'm I'm just really excited and 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 looking forward to doing the next one and we try to do one a year but we're going to step it up and start doing them once a quarter and when some of this nonsense uh you know becomes a thing of the past and uh, president trump even though he's not perfect he was chosen to be the president and he'll be coming back in uh, and you'll see a lot of this stuff be put back in order like nehemiah uh, president trump is going to restore that wall and some of these people are actually going to get sent back it's unfortunate that that the enemy is fighting so hard for control over America, but it's a spiritual battle. So, if you want to yeah. win, you got to win with the weapons of warfare that are not carnal. And find out in Ephesians 6, verse 10, look at what your weapons are. You know, you got the helmet, this is to be saved. You got the sword of the spirit, that's the word of God and everything that Jesus the word speaks to you. Um, and learn to articulate by, you know, picking up books and learning from the materials because you'll hear from the Spirit of God, what blocks the ears? You know, pride is is an ear blocker. Unbelief is a demon that comes out by prayer and fasting. That's an ear blocker. Um, you know, learn what the ear blockers are and get those ear blockers out. And the activators in the truth actually activates the ears. My sheep hear my voice. That one truth right there tells you that like when you say well, I don't know if that's God, or I don't know that might be me. The devil's going to lie to you because he comes to rob, kill, and destroy. So you know his voice because it brings kind of an angst with it, uh, and fear associated yeah, with it. Good. Like, remember when you missed it, and remember when this. He's trying to get you afraid you're going to miss it again. So don't don't respond to the spirit of fear because the fear is a liar. But in, instead, have the reverential fear of God that actually causes you not to be afraid of him, but to come in close to him. And as you're pursuing Him actively, uh, you start to develop an ear for Him and ask questions and let Him teach you by the Holy Spirit and pick up some of these materials that were mentioned in the broadcast um, because what's gonna happen is your ears are gonna get activated. You're gonna hear him like unbelievably well. I was in the airplane. I've told this story before on the other show, but I was in the airplane. I was coming back from Nashville. I travel a lot, but uh, I was just like sitting there minding my own business. And there's a guy sitting next to me reading a Martian book. And I'm like, that's weird. You know, he's reading about Martians. Like, obviously, that's just weird. To me, it was weird, you know. But he was loving it and he's reading through his book. And I I looked over at him. He didn't look like he was very happy. And I just said, Hey man, I go, um, what are you reading? He's like, Oh, nothing, just the extraterrestrial thing. And uh, I'm like, Oh, I said, Well, what's your name? He's like, My name's Nathan, and I go, Oh, my name's Nathan too. That's awesome. Do you know what your name means? Uh no, I said, well, it means gift from God. I said, that's pretty awesome. Like you were put on the planet to be a gift from heaven. That's amazing. And he goes, uh, well, I don't believe in God. I go, well, man, he made you, he believes in you. You're, you're amazing. God loves you. He goes, I don't believe that. I'm an atheist. And I go, okay, well, that's fine. I said, but he really loves you. He made you, he's got a great plan for your life. He actually got mad. He stood up and he stormed off to go to the restroom. While he was in the restroom, I heard the Lord say um, that he's he's releasing adoption right then the Lord saw that I was willing to talk to him so that spark that desire to talk to him about Jesus just came upon me and I've learned to respond in the moment because if I don't respond I'm probably not going to later I could have good intentions but he's gonna be down the road and nobody he might die tomorrow and I wouldn't even know so it's like you know Today's the day of salvation. We've gotta have urgency in our spirit that the rescuer wants to rescue people through us. It's a responsibility that we carry as Christians. To be followers of Christ, we have to teach people like how good this is, like how great this is, like we have something so precious and that is the revelation about who Jesus is, the savior of the world. So anyway, uh, I get a vision and he's, he's on a shed top, building a roof, he's building a shed, and he's working with his dad and then i see computer room and i see him sitting in the room and i see he's in computers and business and marketing is his background so he comes out of the bathroom sits back down and i go wow you know you were off in the bathroom i god showed me something about you now remember he doesn't believe in god so he's real suspicious of what i'm about to say and i just say he goes well what was it because he wants to show me that it's not god mm-hmm. that was his point was he? Was, well what was it he was like challenging me and i said well i saw you on, on a on a roof and you were helping your dad build a shed and you were in computers and business and marketing is your background and he just was stunned and he said nothing for like 10 seconds it was the longest 10 seconds ever he goes okay there is a god <laughs> and i go what he goes there is a god and I go, well, what, what, what changed your mind? He said, I went into the bathroom and I said, God, if you're real, tell Nathan something about me that only, you know. And he said, I'm on this plane going to help my dad build a shed and, and, and computers and business and marketing is my background. And there's no way you could have known any of that unless there's a God. Mm. I go, exactly. And I said, but even the devil believes that. Now you must receive him by saying, Jesus, mm. be my Lord and be my savior. Now I know you're real. Help me to understand you and to walk in your truth. And so that was a pretty powerful thing, you know. So I've seen where words of wow. knowledge, words of wisdom, operating in the gifts, bearing the fruit of the spirit actually puts him on display and the reality of heaven is undeniable.
1: Mm. Bro. Awesome i love it <laughs> Bless yeah you, buddy. people are so pumped up i just Woo! know it and they're glory. like i'm gonna i'm gonna pray for everybody now i'm gonna go do hey, it man. so might
2: as yeah, well awesome. i mean you might as well just pray for as many as you can you know you don't have to do it all perfect but just at least step out every day mm-hmm. make it a yeah. point to share the love of jesus and try not to do things that people are looking at that can turn them off again you know turn them away from god and yeah. then just stay stay in that in that place of flowing in the presence flowing in the yeah. glory Uh, And hey, this is the 12th episode. That's divine government, duplication, and discipleship. Jesus said, make disciples of all nations. Teach them to obey everything that I've commanded. Not just the written, but the spoken word of God. Not just what he said, but what he's saying. And that's how we can enjoy the encounters and the revelation and just get to really flow with him and the power of the Holy Spirit
1: that's great well nathan <laughs> thank you so much man god bless you, you all right well, love every- the show
2: keep yeah, going thanks, man. man you're doing a great job oh yeah see you oh
1: soon yeah much. we got lots of cool stuff planned so that's our show everybody uh have a great day just do something you love spend some time with the lord lean into him so Woo! god bless you guys we'll see all you right. again next weekend bye-bye